It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Fun show lined up today. I'm Zach Blackerby. Painter Sharpest will join me in just a moment. We sit down with Auburn head baseball coach Butch Thompson. They get things going on Friday. And then following the conversation with Coach Thompson, we will preview tonight's basketball game as the Auburn Tigers take on Alabama. And speaking of basketball, I am so pumped uh, about our friends at Nyko Sports. They are selling a Bruce Pearl signed Auburn logoed basketball. And of course, the basketball is saluting the only coach in the history of Auburn basketball to take them to the Final Four. Yes, that's right. Coach Pearl hand signed each of these basketballs on the white panels where you can see the Auburn logo. And then another panel has the words Auburn Tigers on it. And Nyko Sports, they are so much the real deal because they can prove to you that it's Coach Pearl signing it. They give you a picture of Bruce Pearl signing the actual basketball as well as the certificate of authenticity. And so this Auburn basketball autographed by Coach Pearl is only $149.95. So you have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away. They are selling like crazy. So the, that number is one 800 345-2868, and you can also order online at nikosports.com. That is N-I-K-C-O sports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And make sure you listen, uh, make sure you mention that you listen to the Locks on Auburn podcast. Also want to give a nod to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They, uh, they're the best in the business and truly staying local with their food delivery service. And they're the only food delivery service that takes phone calls to place orders or to address questions. Try calling Uber. Try calling Grubhub. Try calling any of these other food delivery services. You can't. It's not possible because they're not local. And so their philosophy on creating connections allows Fetch Me to troubleshoot during the delivery in the moment so issues are mitigated along the way and prior to drop off to each customer because they actually care about your experience. They're not just trying to, to bribe you and take your money. So Use uh, promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. And uh, you can use the free FETCHME app or FETCHMEDELIVERY.com. Conversation with Butch Thompson is coming up next. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage... The cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And we're now joined by Auburn head baseball coach, Butch Thompson. Coach, always a pleasure, sir. How are you? War Eagle, thanks for having me this morning. Of course. Thank you so much for your your time. I know it's a a busy time of year for you. I'm I'm sure you guys are are very eager to play somebody that's that's not wearing a – an AU hat. <laughs> well, it, it's been orange and blue at nauseum. You know, we've had 12 yeah. squad games just in this January, February in the preseason work. So, you know, we got an Illinois-Chicago team coming in. I, I think our guys will just be excited to be easier to coach. You know, you're always coaching offense, defense at the same time when you're doing a squad game, and we'll just get down to one 
one segment at a time here. But, uh, you know, we still got some work to do, like every coach would probably say about a team starting a season. But it's time to get started, see where we're at, and, and, and get our guys on the field against other competition. Yeah, opening weekend, you play the same team four times. Is that is that is that normal? <laughs> is that unusual? I mean, what does that look like? It is if they come that far, you know. Uh, you know, it's usually a three-game series. We added a fourth game, and really there's going to be five games in five days. Mm-hmm. I think that does a couple of things for us. You know, we do have seven or nine position players return and our top ten arms that threw the most innings uh, back. So we, we got a lot of guys back, and we feel like we have a little more depth on the pitching mound. So is that a question mark or is that a true statement? Playing five games in five days will tell you that. Um, you know, you look at some of the front-line pitch and the starting rotation, uh, uh, Tanner Burns and a Jack Owen example, you know, they might be ready for to throw 70, 75 pitches for Tim, but they're not built up to that midseason, whatever, that 100-pitch mark. Mm-hmm. So sure. it'll force you to use some bullpen early. A doubleheader in one day will force you to maybe play, you know, some different infielders. We're not going to ask senior Matt Scheffler to catch both games. It's going to force us to do some things that you might not do later on when you get to that you know, normal four-game schedule of three on the weekend and one in the midweek. But I think it gets guys on the field. We get to see where they're at. Um, there is a change, you know. Does guys get 10% better or are they a little apprehensive? You know, that's kind of the only thing I'll ask for this ball club is to go attack it. Mm-hmm. And we all attack it as one and just let the chips fall where they may. I don't want to have to be getting half the team more competitive and toning down the other half. I want us all in the same realm and – you know, we'll, we'll clear it out after Tuesday and see where we're at after these first five games and make adjustments and keep moving forward. You mentioned depth at pitcher. I think, you know, this year there there might have been some guys who would have been starting on the weekend that are that are going to be uh, midweek guys for you this year. And I, I don't know if I asked you, how do you feel about the, the pitchers? You're going to say good, and you should, uh, based on the results. But seriously, give me some insight into how you feel about this group, because I think at least – uh, from an outsider's perspective, you certainly look deeper. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you look at some guys that I think are taking a step. Um, uh, Carson Skipper, uh, Brooks Fuller, uh, Richard Fitz. Those were guys that were freshmen last year that got thrust into to action. They got a ton of experience. Um, they probably got hit square in the mouth a few times. <laughs> um, but I think they're better for it. And yeah. think about coming as a freshman and not even playing at all. I think they're better for it, and I can see a huge step. I think Carson Skipper's made a huge step and kind of fills in a Elliott Anderson role, you know, to start the season that he did last year. And since Elliott moved on to professional baseball, um, I think that's huge for our program that they got innings last year. Uh, Garrett Wade started SEC ball game. You start looking at all these guys that got experience that you don't always get as a freshman. I think that's to our benefit. Um, a Bailey Horn that was coming off surgery from his junior college. Um, man, he threw a huge game at Georgia Tech last year in that regional. And we waited all year where he was not 100%, was not right, punched in the mouth, and he has that deal. <laughs> and probably through the fall up to now, he's arguably been the best pitcher in our program. Wow. And he'll draw the Sunday start this week. Um, you know, so I'm excited about his season because I feel like he's – 100% full strength to start the season instead of – so our guys got experience and we kind of survived, really, a lot of last year, and it just kept working. We It was survive in advance. It wouldn't dominate. Sure. Know? sure. So, <laughs> I want us to dominate and win all 55 <laughs> games. and But we all know because you start – you know, you start with an Illinois-Chicago team that, hey, they opened at A&M last year and got a game. 
Uh, they'll leave us and go to Vanderbilt. They're Horizon champions. Um, they do this on purpose. Yeah. You know, who let us, you know, the way you score is you go ride the meanest, rankest bull that's out there. And they feel like by doing that, that prepares them to win their conference. So you're bringing a conference champion in here. And um, I think, you know, they went to the Louisville Regional, lost 5-3 to three to Louisville last year. Uh, so they got an experienced club too. Um, but I think our depth. But what I will say, because this is probably a lot of people that care about Auburn, is we've seen kind of the opposite. I think our pitching needs to get a little sharper. You know, we got uh, – I haven't been as excited as any time I've been at Auburn and having Tim um, sure. Hudson join our staff because, man, that's – that's amazing for me to come to the office and <laughs> to talk pitching before we ever get on the field. I mean, that's – man, that's so exciting to me because I, I absolutely just love baseball. How have the players responded to him? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they're a little starry-eyed at first. And, yeah. Uh, but you got to understand, you know, Tim's not throwing a pitch or anything anymore. Um, you know, he's not going out there and, hey, this is how you do it. But somebody that was that successful – I mean, we don't have to sit here and do his accolades. I, I'll say – this guy goes on the Hall of Fame ballot next year. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can leave it at that and not have to go through all the – Sure. <laughs> and he's, he's on your coaching staff. He's going on the staff. Hall of Fame yeah. ballot next year. But let me tell you something. He, he can focus for a long period of time as much as anybody in the organization. And why would that not be? You would, the exceptional career, 17 years, why would you think he couldn't focus or, 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 or lock in? He has some amazing skills. He's about as competitive person I've been around in a month, and his ability to sit there and focus for a long period of time is going to bode well for our guys. So they got somebody that's going to be there, and they're going to have to try to keep up with his focus. And I'm glad to report that. But they got some work to do. This this pitching has more depth, but it hadn't pitched as good as it can pitch. And we're heading into the season where they need to get better. Our, our defense, our infield defense, I thought the right side was as good as – I thought Bliss and Woley got as good as anybody last year. We lose mm-hmm. the two left side guys. We've got to figure that out. And the experts say we don't have any power. And I'm seeing a lot of power by some of our guys <laughs> swinging the bat. So who are we? We'll find out soon. Uh, speaking of Bliss, you've got probably a decision to make uh, about shortstop and second base. And I'm not going to sit here and try to talk to you about strategy with baseball. I just I, I can't do that. But I do know that he was good at his position last year and I guess you could consider it a bit of a risk moving him how do you weigh those options well you, you go ahead and you know, let's 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 debate because my brother does every night <laughs> back in Mississippi he's like what are you doing uh, so feel free that's what's awesome about baseball sure. where we can debate that let's make one thing clear and I, I do tell my brother Timmy that back in Mississippi every morning when he wants to talk about <laughs> Bliss because that's all he wants to talk about. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, Bliss is in there. Let's make that known. I mean, that guy, guy can hit anybody's fastball in America. Mm-hmm. He's the same. He's uncommon with his character, his work ethic. He's the same kid every day since he's walked in here. He's an amazing baseball player. Um, he's going to be in the middle of that infield. So I'm thinking about his career, but that's not top. It's going to take care of itself. He's going to continue to develop here. He's the only player that started every single game for us last year. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he made an error until we got to Omaha. Can he go play second base and play it as good as anybody in America? Yes, he can. Uh, does it get another bat in the lineup? Does it make us a better ball club? It might if he plays short. Um, if we don't like it, 
instead of the guesswork, instead of <laughs> you sitting in your chair and me sitting in my chair and us guessing, let's let the game decide it. Because mm-hmm. we'll put whatever lineup we want to as coaches this first game. And then if we're really being genuine and true, once we get into this season, the players will make the lineup out. And that's what we're going to allow to happen. But I'm going to stretch him. Has it made him a better athlete for him to get a lot of reps at short in the fall and the spring instead of just second base? I think it does. I think it's brought more range, the backhand, a requirement for the arm. I think it's made him a better baseball player, even if we wind up early in the season moving him back and he plays second. Yeah. That's part of our charge and part of our job. But I love what Skip Burtman used to say. I'm not looking for the – uh, nine best. I'm looking for the best nine. What's our best combination to create the best team in 2020? Sure. And I'm glad we've looked at it. So that's what I tell Timmy every morning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to play out, but at least I feel like we've given ourselves an option to keep hunting for our best ball club and knowing that bliss is going to be in there. Based yeah. on your body language, people listening can't see and, and they can hear. I think you've considered that. I think you've put some thought into that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, Coach, I mean, I, I know, I mean, part of the things that you talk about as far as letting the game decide, you know, who goes where, that's something that you've been pretty outspoken about over the last few years is using the early part of the season to, to really get ready for SEC play. So what are some other things that, that you typically look at, at at this time of the year? Yeah, you know, just uh, overall health, who's ready to go, and, you know, we've we got a good report there. Uh, I think Tanner and Jack are huge, yeah. the front end of the rotation, the time they missed. And, you know, I think we get beat up on that a little bit, and I, I always try to do a reflection for myself. You know, maybe I've probably been too protective of a group, but I'm trying to win the big one, and you're trying to be good late, and we've protected our guys. And, unfortunately, you know, you just walk out in the start of the season. We lost Davis Daniel last year, who I, I love that boy uh, to yeah. death. But that's the only surgery we've had in the entire time we've been here from right. an arm standpoint. So if you if you really look at it, we've we've been pretty protective and uh, continue to do it. That's my style. So there's probably some positives, probably some negatives, but uh, that's the reason why um, that we do it. But I think the key to success is, you know, Tanner when he you know had some cramping and forearm stuff and then was out for an extended period of time and come back late and did some relief stuff for us for him to get up get off to a good start and run for an entire season. I mean, it could be as simple as hydration. Mm-hmm. You know, we've looked under the hood and we feel like everything's good. And having Dr. Andrews, one of the best in, in the world, yeah. arguably, uh, on our side is is a special thing. Um, but hydration, and, and these guys are learning as they come here. You know, Tanner decides not to enter professional baseball, to come here for three years, to learn how to pitch, to pick up some secondary stuff, to learn all these lessons he's got to do to make him more prepared to go into pro ball. And that's his biggest challenge is can he navigate a college season? Right. Um, you know, Jack Owen comes back and has an opportunity to go out. Can he get through an entire season? So uh, I'm protective, but at the same time, what lessons did we learn last year? Because to be the best team we can be, those guys need to be consistently able to, to post. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, and it'll get it'll get less. You know, you got the fall where you got like fall American, and then whatever happens in the spring, and then you start the season. You think a guy's going to do this or that, and really almost discard a guy, and then he winds up being your most important player. And then there's another phase of the non-conference, and then the SEC brings into a whole other deal because the the average velocity ticks up about 4.2 miles per hour on a fastball, 
and some bats can handle 86 and some can't handle 90. All those different things where somebody can perform the non-conference better than they can the conference. And those are all these different stages that we go through. And just each phase, you're trying to put the best lineup you can for, for where you're at currently. Uh, Coach, you guys have a lot of games at home. And last year, it seemed like you guys made it the, the schedule particularly difficult for yourselves. What was your strategy this year when you were constructing that? Well, we had one uh, – the opening weekend kind of kind of fell apart. That was a West Coast trip and a return for the next year. So, you know, you start scrambling there with the three other weekends. Sure. We're, on the, we're on the backside of UCF coming back, which I thought was huge for our ball club last year. So, going to UCF was a grind for us. Right. We were fortunate to get out of there two out of three. Uh, they'll come back. That's going to be second weekend and a great, great opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll match us athletically in a lot of regards. Um, UIC is a proven, you know, conference champion. Um, we wound up that I thought last year, you know, was probably similar in the non-conference. Uh, we are home this year, so you're not seeing that one road trip in there. The 23 games at home, but what are the consequences of that? As soon as you get past those 23 home games, you look at the next 20, and they're not here, <laughs> and you're going to play a lopsided road. Because um, there's always consequences to where sure. that 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 pans out. So it will mm-hmm. even out, and it'll probably be where you probably see the team hopefully get off to an unbelievable start at home. That's what you want. Uh, and you get on the road, you're going to really be challenged, and everybody will be like, "Well, the, the house is falling. It's just <laughs> it's slanted one way or the other this year. It's more obvious by some some scheduling uh, things sure. that fell apart. But you know, last year was probably the toughest SEC slate I've ever been through because you had to go to you had to go to Starfield, you had to go to Baton Rouge, uh, you had to go to Nashville. I mean it was just, It was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it was uh you woke up alert every morning. I'm sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's gonna stay fun. I mean it, it's not like it's gotten any worse. <laughs> you know, I, I I've made a statement in the last couple of days. This is my nineteenth consecutive year. I'm thankful to be in the SEC and be a part of it. Um it was good then. Uh, all 14 schools are heavily invested. Their athletic departments, their fans are invested in college baseball like never before to yeah. where we stand now. It was really good then. But when you start going last year Major League Baseball over the course of the year, over 100 SEC ball players. I mean, there's only like 750 playing at a time. <laughs> and over 100 from the Southeastern Conference. Mm. And looking at the players that are in here now, the coaches, the staffs, the resources, the facilities, and the players – Young men and families are coming to college more than they ever have. I mean, they're turning down a million, two million. We had a we had a player turn down four million dollars last year almost to Golly. come to the SEC and play. Not here, but impressive in our league. I think this is the best amateur baseball that's ever been played in the history of baseball. Yeah, and it resides right now in the Southeastern Conference. And but you better strap it on because it's uh, <laughs> it's coming. Here we go. <laughs> right. Well, Coach, best of luck to you this season. Thank you so much for your time this morning, and uh, thank you for everything you do for Auburn. And War Eagle, thank you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Awesome stuff from Coach Thompson. Thank you 
uh, so much once again. All right, so, Painter, let's look ahead to, to basketball tonight. The Auburn Tigers taking on Alabama, and that was a, uh, a tough game to watch a few weeks ago. <clears throat> but um, first, Painter, I want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Nyko Sports. They have a super cool-looking Auburn logo basketball autographed autographed. Wow, by uh, Coach Pearl himself. <laughs> and the basketball, of course, is saluting the only man in the history of Auburn basketball to take this team to the Final Four. And so it, it, it's signed. It's got a panel where it's signed. It's got a panel where it says uh, Auburn Tigers. And Nyko Sports, they are the real deal. They can provide you with a certificate of authenticity with a coach. A uh, picture of Coach Bruce Pearl signing the basketball. So this Auburn basketball autographed by Coach Pearl. It's only $149.95. You have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away. And they are selling like crazy right now. So once again, that number, 1-800-345-2868. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And make sure to mention that Locked On Auburn sent you. So Tip-off is at 6 o'clock, Painter. Auburn, Alabama. I I just have a hard time seeing this go similarly like it did a few weeks ago. I I think Auburn's going to take care of business. I liked Auburn in this one about as soon as they got run out of the building at Mm -hmm. Coleman Coliseum. And I like them now more than ever because of an untimely injury for Alabama. That's no fun. And also, it's you know, honestly, it's not as fun for Auburn. They're not going to get an Alabama team that quite frankly needs some wins heading into the tournament. I think they're on the outside looking in right now and you're not going to get the same team. I think it's really advantage Auburn for that reason. You're back at home. You don't want to get swept Mm -hmm. in Nate Oates' first season. I I really like Auburn. I know the spread was hovering around six and a half. Right. I like Auburn to win this one big. Uh, I'm thinking that it's going to be by more than double digits. Really? All right. You think Auburn takes care of business? Do you think a lot of that has to do with revenge factor? Do you think that has to do with Auburn's just a better team? Is it because they're at home? Auburn. All of those things. Auburn is a better team. Bruce Pearl reminded his team of this, though. Alabama is also a good team. And and you know what? I, I think there's a legitimate case that when they are healthy that they're the fifth best team in the league does that really matter maybe not but in his first season he's done a nice job with the roster he inherited which was not bad Avery Johnson did not leave a bad roster at Alabama they're scoring points um a fantastic team that will that plays top five pace I think in the country um they're scoring really well like you said they don't play great defense Mm -hmm. I just think without their score Herb Jones. It's like, I, I don't think there's enough there. Auburn has played too well defensively. And I know you think, well, there's not any one thing Auburn is great at defensively. I, I don't really see where the advantage for Alabama is in this matchup. Peter, thank you for joining me today and chatting with Coach Thompson. Uh, how are things going at uh, over at uh, Locked On Ole Miss? Have enjoyed it. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it's an interesting time of the year as Locked On Auburn fans are aware of because we are in the heat of basketball and some people really love college basketball and some people are just wishing it was football season. And we're talking about those things. Ole Miss super passionate about baseball. Um, so that's coming down the pike. I don't know if there are any folks listening to this that need an Ole Miss fix, but if you're curious or when Auburn takes on Ole Miss in any upcoming sports, I'll have you covered there. Awesome. And of course you will have Auburn folks covered every single day on ESPN 1067 from 11 to one. Yeah. The lunch break. 11 to 1, 1067, ESPNAU.com and the ESPN 1067 app. Cool. He is on Twitter at Paint Sharpless. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show is on Twitter at 
Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.